podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome back to part two of this very special Champions edition of A View from the Bridge. Thanks to everybody who got in touch after part one and how much you enjoy it. And thanks for joining us here on part two. We hope you enjoy this. If you didn't enjoy part one and you're joining us on part two, fair play for giving us the benefit of the doubt. We hope this one's better than the last one. Uh, on this part of it, you're going to hear from Adam Keefe, who answers your fan agenda questions. We'll also be chatting with Danny Stewart, the head coach of the Coventry Blaze. We'll be casting an eye over the nominees for the Player of the Month Award sponsored by Phonacab. And of course, we'll be chatting more about the Belfast Giants Elite League Championship win. But first, we mentioned in the first part about the view from the bridge live at McCool's. I was going to add some bits and pieces in there, but I ran out of time. So let's hear a few of the cleaner bits and pieces. If you haven't been able to get to one of our live shows at McCool's, they're great fun. And maybe these few cleaner sound bites. We'll give you an England to come and join us sometime in the future. Once you hear these, we'll get stuck back into talking about the championship. Let's do it. Right, let's start 7-0. <laughs> yeah, about that. So uh, I'm, I'm going to step off the stage. 7-0. Um, let's start with tonight's game. Joel, you've, you've been talking enough for a while. I have two words uh, to sum up tonight's game. I've got three. Kevin, you said you two? Kevin fucking Rain. <laughs> Kevin Rain shows her and toes her, snipes it. And do you know what the best part was? He didn't even celebrate. Jonathan Furlan's behind him going, let's go. Rainer's like, not a big deal. <laughs> beauty. Absolute beauty. That's it, isn't it? It's like, in a game like this, obviously, let's, let, let's not talk now about league situations and blah, 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 blah. It is here and now, say, so, so here and now, the guys had to come out here. We, we In Manchester, a couple, uh, Friday before, a week ago, talked to, talk to both uh, Riles and to Kiefer. Both of them said the same thing. We have to score more than two goals. We've went out there in the last two games since and demolished them. I mean, the Flyers played well in the first probably 35 minutes. They were getting tired. They started off with 4D. They were missing Stoffit and... Uh, Scott Arson so it was always going to be tough then they lost Pinkston with about five minutes to go in the, in the second period you know it, it's, it's tough enough out there We're, we just took off in the third Owen I knew when they were 3-0 down they weren't going to get back into it so um, I think he did the right thing give Owen you know, a bit of time that's the first minutes there's only five Flyers fans in there's one isn't there there's one hi uh, John he, um, hey he, uh, welcome sir welcome he can, you can correct me if I'm wrong is that Andrew Little's first minutes this season in the league, he's played. To, he's played a couple before, but so, so you were wrong. Is that what he said? You so were wrong. It's not often. You can ask my ex-wife. She said it was never wrong. <laughs> Hi, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> That's two goalkeepers in two games that we've retired. Is that systematic of where we are in the league regards to the last couple of games that we're basically sitting back? Either of you, we're sitting back, and teams are basically going, "Listen, we've got the playoffs to worry about. We don't care." I think that's where we're at. Um, the, the thing that's killing me the most right now is that we are an unbelievable hockey team and we're absolutely streaking to this hot finish and it's just out of our hands. With tonight's result against Milton Keynes, the Manchester Storm are on top and they're probably going to make the playoffs. However, 
we, we, we've seen before. Are they going to shut? No, they're not going to shut down against Milton Keynes, are they? They're going to win both. All right, kids. Ooh, who sneaked in? Look at that wee one. Okay, just sneaked out the back post to her. Yeah, let's let's stop talking about Manchester. Somebody, let's stop somebody buy that man about a pint. Manchester. Let's stop crying about that and start crying about this. <laughs> you know? He has said he's going to join. Let's give him a minute to get himself a drink. Let's give him a minute to get himself a drink. Let's finish off by talking about tonight, right? So, 7-0 against Fife. Does it mean anything, really? Does it mean anything, the fact that are we trying to up our game to the playoffs? Are we trying to keep ourselves in momentum? Dundee, with tonight's result, probably aren't playing for anything tomorrow. Are we now just stepping it up until we're probably... Hopefully not, but we're probably going to play Sheffield Steelers next weekend. I think the Giants are focused on two things right now. One, because it's out of their hands, making it as uncomfortable as possible for Cardiff. And I, I just spoke to Kyle Bond in post-game there, and he's saying that the, the, the kind of hot streak that they're on right now and the, and the strong finishes the games, they are all part of momentum building. They feel like they're kind of riding the wave towards playoffs. So it's out of our hands. Make it as uncomfortable as possible for Cardiff and also get ready for the playoffs because there seems to be a lot of optimism about playoffs this year. It's a tournament we've been underrepresented in. Oh, who's going to get here first? Oh, who's going to get here look first? look at this. Oh, my look goodness me. This. Sheds, Sheds, you're up next. The, uh, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Jonathan Boxell. Oh my goodness me! Wow! Wow! Hey, Boxy. How's it going? I love that hat. Danny, take photos. I'm going to look better beside him. How you doing, man? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Yeah, doing really, really well. Your reflection on tonight's game, first of all. Uh, yeah, no, it was a good performance, obviously, to, uh, with a scoreline like that. I'm sure everybody's happy. Um, they were obviously low on bodies, but that takes nothing away from the, the, the way we played tonight. But, um, no, it was nice to see certain guys get on the scoreboard. Obviously, Rainer, Rain Gretzky, as we've been calling him. Rain Gretzky. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, can't take, I can't take credit for that name. So, Carl Barnes, that was him. Um, but, no, anytime you have a performance, especially with Besco, getting a shot out, and uh, no, it was great. This week has been a very difficult week for Belfast Giants fans. This week we saw the retirement, or the announcement of the retirement of a guy who's very special to us, a guy who's played over a decade for this club, a guy who scored more points than any other player for this club, a guy who scored more points than anybody else in the Elite League. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage... Number 19 for your Belfast Giants, Mr. Colin Shields. Yeah, you got something to do tomorrow. What's that? So thanks for making us all cry this week. Much appreciated. It's been a good week. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. First, first question. How, well, no, we, we, people here who, well, I say people here who listen to the podcast. A lot of people here very kindly listen to the podcast. Heard your interview with Davey and very emotional it was. But let's revisit a little bit of that. The decision. How difficult was it? Yeah, I mean, it was a difficult decision. It wasn't uh, quick, quickly made. Uh, it was obviously over the course of the full season and being out for a long time with the eye injury. I think gave you some time to reflect and think about 
you know, possibly making the next step. And not knowing at the time whether I was going to be able to come back from the injury uh, was tough too. But when I came back and started playing, I felt good on the ice. And um, But, you know, for, just feel like it's the right time for me to step away from the game and, uh, you know, content with the decision and, and uh, you know, seeing what's next. Couldn't agree more. Okay. So, joined. so joining us live from Bristol is Mr. David McGimsey. Can everybody give him a, <laughs> give a, give a wave? The Brigadier, ladies and gentlemen. David, have you any, um, do you have a question for Colin Shields? I don't know what you've asked him yet, Paddy. I suppose with the happy ass sheds, you know, what are you going to miss most about the place? Uh, as I said, if you were listening a minute ago, just said. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Asking that one already? Yeah, it's all right. Don't worry. Yeah, just as I said a minute ago, the fans and the support, and, uh, you know, not too many places do you, do you get support like, uh, like we have here. And, um, you know, this weekend, as I said, the last five or six days has just been unbelievable. And, you know, I just really wanted to. It was a big decision, of course, but I didn't want it to sort of go into the summer and then people not to really know what, what was going on with me. If I'd made the decision, I wanted to make it public just so people had a chance for me to interact with the fans. And I know there's a lot of young kids that are fans and just for a chance to them to sort of, uh, you know, obviously I'll be around still, but, you know, a chance to say goodbye and uh, get pictures and things like that. And it was just, for me, it was nice to know that, you know, the, the team let me sort of put it out there and, and to say my last game was, well, last regular season games would be this weekend and, and uh, sometimes I think, you know, if you've been somewhere for a long time, it's nice to just put it out there before the end of the season. I, 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 was, I was living in Newcastle when you played in Newcastle, and Newcastle was a fun place to be then. Marty McAllister, over my shoulder. You're such a... Paddy's actually taking a render. You have embarrassed Patrick Smith. Is Lenny going to come up and join us? He's done you a better, Lenny's very mate. shy and refined. Like. <laughs> Lenny, Lenny, come on. Lenny, are you coming to join us? Curtis Leonard, folks. Ladies and gentlemen, number Let's 10, go. Go. Curtis Leonard. <laughs> Take that seat, will you, man? <laughs> you all right, man? I love, it. I love the fact that I got some, over, some guy over. I know, there's some, some mute over going, there that won't stop like it in your ear. It's nice. I like him. It's good. You bring your own fans with you. How are you, you? Mid, Pardon? How you doing? You okay? Pretty good. After a nice 7-0 win, it's always, uh, it's always pretty nice. So, What's the, room? What's, the, uh, what's the atmosphere in the room at the minute? Are you chasing the championship or are you building for playoffs? Yeah, I think we're, we're doing a bit of both here. We're just going to come in tomorrow, take care of business, and then the rest is in Carta fans. So as long as we take care of our job tomorrow... Um, We'll, we'll watch and wait, just like you guys, and hopefully something happens. This is Colin Shields from the Belfast Giants, and you're listening to View from the Bridge, the best podcast in the elite ice hockey league. I want to start with you, and this says, you know, what were the key moments of the season? What where where did we find it where we we've now ended up as champions? Well, if you listen to that uh, British ice hockey Twitter, um, you know, picking five games where we won every single game. Uh, that's not the case. You know, there's games that uh, we played this year that we lost. We probably learned more than what you do when you win. Um, and you know, for me, the the, the win in Manchester, uh, I think it was October. 
uh, to start that long road trip. Uh, or sorry, long long uh, stretch of wins. I the think overtime. Was, yeah, you know, ten games in a row uh, away from home um, was always going to be difficult. Then that led into the semi-finals of the Continental Cup, um, and that that game for me against Ireland. Uh, you know, you, you're talking about you know games that have an effect on the season. I think that genuinely did have an effect on our season um, because I seen those boys in the dressing room, um, and you know when they come out, they've got the you know, you see how much how disappointed they were. If they didn't give a toss, um, you'd be absolutely ripping. But every single one of them that came out of that dressing room, you could see that they did not want to have that feeling again. You know, the efforts that they put in that those uh, that Continental Cup tournament and and they come down from two 0 against a really good uh, Ireland team um, in the third period, get it back to two uh, two. You know, we 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 were all there for that and. Um, that was a that was a brilliant game. Pesco was outstanding, uh, and it's it, it's just I think that game itself was for me one of the biggest moments of the season. Um, and again, you know, going out and losing the game the following weekend was always going to be tough going to Cardiff. That's the make no mistake about it. You know, the Devils have done really well this year, um, but the Ireland game uh, again, seeing seeing the hurt on the guys' faces. Um, was it was a big big moment, and I think that they you know they regret. Um, and just went right, guys. That's time to knuckle down again, and let's get ready to go. Yeah. And Adam, Adam deserves massive massive credit for that because that I knew that wasn't going to be easy. And look where we are now. There's been three uh, domestic trophies um, already up for grabs. We've won all three that we can possibly get our hands on. And I'm telling you now, these guys will want that fourth one. Davey, key moments? Throughout the whole season? Yeah. Oh, man, Paddy. Um, I guess there was a game against, I think, the Coventry Blaze where we won 6-5 or something crazy. Like that, Darcy Murphy comes up with a, right a goal at right at the end of the game. You know, all these, all these crucial... Started started second of February, McGrandis' birthday. There you go, um, Darcy Murphy. You know, coming up with it, he came up with so many clutch goals. There was a there's one in Fife not that many weeks ago, um, uh, right at the end of the game, power play. You know, there's there's been so many. I think it might have been the TV, it might have been the Premier Sport game, um, where he scores right at the end of the game, and then I think we we get an empty netter as well to make it three one. But we're drawing one each right right late the game. He came up with so many. Magical moments and big. Him and Paddy Dwyer. You, you could go through a team. We'll, we'll talk about players of the month and players of the season probably as we go on. But, you know, probably those two goals from Darcy Murphy are as important as any were scored through the season. Joe, we've got a League Cup conference treble. Do we dream? <laughs> At this point, anything's possible. I mean... I'll say it again. Uh, this is the hill that I have selected to die on. I think <laughs> I think that we are looking at the greatest Belfast Giants team of all time. Um, I think the playoffs, to be honest, before the league even became a reality, uh, if you look at how hard we pushed the Continental Cup final um, and how close we came and how we've always been there or thereabouts, a lot of people were saying, I fancy us for the playoffs this year. And to use an old betting term, I think we're due. You know, it's been, uh, what, nearly nine years now since we last won the playoffs. Uh, hockey hockey in the UK is cyclical. Um, you know, you, you every few years, uh, if you're lucky, you get just this 
magical combination of everything that comes together. And you're looking at a team for such a small window of time where you look at them and you can go, we can do this here. We, we can win the heap. This year's team is the first time I've felt it since the league in 2013-14 when we ran away with it and, and tied it up in February. Um, and and it, it goes away so fast. You know, if you, I mean, let's be honest with ourselves, Darcy Murphy's probably going to get a great deal in Germany or something like that. How do you replace those goals with someone? Tyler Beskarwani may well end up somewhere else. How do you replace that? Colin Shields is going, you know, this tiny little window is pure magic and this team can absolutely go the whole way um you know you talk about key moments of the season and i, and I just can't agree more with the coach and what says says you know the the absolute crushing defeat in that continental cup final and then to have our arses handed to us in, in cardiff two nights in a row we had the bottom out to prove to ourselves that we could do this and that's what we've done ever since absolutely clutch team and there's no reason whatsoever that we couldn't go and do it again in two weeks time 19 consecutive home victories since the turn of the year 2019 and the last one coming on the retirement of number 19 um says i'll come to you know the league the cup it's the first time we've won both in one season you throw the conference in there as well you know coming into the playoffs what are you thinking i took us at the start of the season to win the playoffs and i i'm not changing my mind so did i (laughs) i think i think i think we've got the real Really good chance of doing this this weekend. Or sorry, you know, they, they progress this weekend to the final four. I agree with what Adam said. You know, getting the final fours and um, you know, two one-off games. You know, I, I think. I mean, when you when you look at those matchups, it's Sheffield, Cardiff. Um, you know, Cardiff, Cardiff will be hurting. Cardiff will be really hurting. Uh, I'm pretty sure Matheson's going to be back for Sheffield, so they'll be at full strength. Um, you know, they've got the best away goalie in the league. Um, <laughs> I've seen, <laughs> seen that last night. Um, I, I honestly think that we've got a really, really good chance. But again, Sheffield, Sheffield aren't going to be easy uh, for Cardiff. When you look through the R2, uh, Glasgow and Guildford, um, you know, Glasgow have, have had a bit of a slump of late. Guildford are, are still ticking along nicely. They'll They'll be hard to beat. Um, and Nottingham with Fife, and you know we played Fife last weekend. Uh, Give them an absolute lesson, seven nil. They were struggling. They were down to three D men for the majority of uh, the second and, and obviously the third period. They then went in the next night and beat Glasgow in Glasgow. Um, so it, it's going to be tough, uh, but I genuinely do fancy us. I'm still laughing at the uh, the Sheffield Steelers handing out away player of the season. It's basically like, you're rubbish at home, but hey, you're really good away. That's great. Well done, man. David, your your thoughts on the chance. You know, this team have probably one of the best goalkeepers we've ever had, Tyler Beskarwani. Probably one of the most gifted forwards we've ever had in Patrick Dwyer. And the newly record-breaking goal scorer for the Belfast Giants in Darcy Murphy. You know, are we equipped to get that final trophy? Yeah, I think we'll have to dare to dream, Paddy. You know, as Joel has said, this is a this is a small window in time in twenty years. In twenty years, this club we haven't had someone that scored on the cusp of scoring fifty goals, uh, and with other players at twenty and thirty goals, and and you know multiple players up in the seventies and eighties and ninety points. You know, we we have never had this selection of attacking talent backed up with three superb defensive lines with a an outstanding goaltender. We are stacked top to bottom if they're all fit and they're all raring to go and they're all with the right attitude. 
I I want to dream about going to the playoff finals first. I want to I, I want us to round the season out with a, a with another home win, make a twenty wins at home. I want to go to Coventry and close it out and get the playoff finals and just try and do it the way the boys have done it over the last six months, one step at a time. I don't want to dream about Sunday afternoon not in yet. I worry about Saturday first. Paddy, just talking. You're talking about. Sorry, David was talking about Paddy Dwyer. Um, Paddy Dwyer missed 22 league games this yeah. season with injury. 22. You know, let's be honest. You know, we ended up with 92 points. Um, we all know how good Patrick Dwyer is, and when he's in our lineup, you know, I, I don't actually know. David will be able to tell me. Well, might be able to tell me what the win percentage is with him being in, but. You know, if he'd have played all 60 of those games, we'd have been well clear, absolutely well clear of the Cardiff Devils this year. You know, the Cardiff Devils, as I said, they've played very, very well. They're, we all team. Um, you know, the budget they have down there is, you know, extortionate. And, uh, and the, you know, Todd, I spoke to Todd Kalman yesterday. He rang up to, to congratulate us. And, and uh, um, I asked him to come on the podcast, but he says he's, he's doing his nails tonight. So um, couldn't make it. But, uh, you know, he's very, very complimentary. He's, you know, said, and, and we've touched on it already. He reckons this is the best team that he's seen um, in the Elite League. And that's come from Todd Kalman. Hands down, the best team. He, he, he says the team, that they, the, team. The, the team that they had in Cardiff two years ago was absolutely outstanding. Yes. He thinks this is better. Quite the compliment. Well, look, we all know Todd. We know we, he's, he's a legend in Belfast. Um, we all uh, he spent a lot of time on AVFTB, and, and we know him from his playing days and his, his general manager days here at Belfast. Brought a lot of success, uh, but that's big words coming from a from a GM of the ex uh, Elite League champions. Yeah, interesting. Right. We've got a lot more to talk about, so let's batter ahead. Um, first of all, just a big shout out to our sponsors. First of all, Beer 52, UK's number one craft beer delivery service. They give you a subscription and they'll bring you eight fantastic beers every single month from different places around the world. If you like your dark beers, your light beers, whatever, they've got them. I've just had one while I've been doing this. It's very delicious. Um, what was it, actually? Um, Aura. <laughs> It's called Aura, and it was, it was quite citrusy. Anyway, uh, you can get that from beer52.com forward slash AVFTB. And, of course, the first box when you subscribe is on us. Also, a big thanks to Phonocab, who cover our Player of the Month award, even though Joel Neal doesn't use them. Um, but I think <laughs> he tried. He tried. Ridiculous. We'll be talking about the Player of the Month in just a second. And also a big shout-out for Total Performance Fitness, who you back our post-game interviews that you can find on soundcloud.com forward slash AVFTB and, of course, on the kingdomofthegiants.com website. Time for the final Player of the Month Sponsored by Phonica. We opened nominations just the other day to ask you who you thought was March's Belfast Giants Player of the Month. And from your nominations, we've drawn up the following shortlist. Number 12, Kyle Bond. Number 14, Jordan Smotherman. Number 34, Tyler Besker-Owani. And number 89, 
Jonathan Boxall. The voting is now open on twitter.com forward slash AVFTB or go to at AVFTB on your Twitter app. You can see it on Facebook and on the kingdomofthegiants.com website. Voting will continue until Friday afternoon and we'll hopefully give the prize to who you choose as the March Player of the Month on Saturday in the game against the Coventry Blaze. And a big thanks to Phonicab for sponsoring the award. Right, Cal Bond, Jonas Motherman, Tyler Beskarowani, Jonathan Boxall. Davy, I'll start with you. Who are you picking? Oh, for March? Yep. Um, the Deadly Silence. It's great radio. You, know, you, great radio. You, you could really pick any of them, but I will say that um, defences and especially goaltending this season has won the championship. You know, the, the forwards and stuff have decided by how much. And... Uh, you know, those fine, fine margins. Even in the game on uh, Saturday night against Dundee, a couple of the CS best goal made no right to make them that helped us win a championship. Honourable mention to all those other guys had really, really good months as well. But I go for Pesco. Joe? Uh, I'm nailing my colours to the mass this time on Johnny Boxall. Uh, the absolute embodiment of a Belfast giant down the stretch. You know, uh, he he'll by his own admission he's not scoring goals like Darcy Murphy is, but the the flashes and the moments that he gets and he seems to just be in the right place for. Um, he's a touch paper for for the boys in the room uh, and for the fan base. Uh, you can see how uh, Boxy's very presence on the team uh, and and that's off the ice as well as on um, have just ignited the fan base down the stretch. I think he's been a really really special piece of the puzzle that led to this championship winning team and I think it would be only right to give him the nod um, the other boys certainly pro- proven all year long in terms of their contributions but um, Boxy is I, I just I, I don't think that we would be what we are without him in many many ways it's Boxy for me Simon I'm going to go for Bonner um, you know I can't shoot have it in front of me is it 37 goals this year so far do they <laughs> Click one. While David's chatting that up, I uh, Kyle Baum has scored thirty-nine goals. Thirty-nine goals. Um, you know, he started off the started off the season like a house on fire. Took a, a couple of of blips um, and and you know long stretches. I think it was eleven and fourteen games that he didn't score. Um, but coming down the stretch and the end of this season, he got a hat trick against Fife. He scored two against Dundee. Um, he steps up, you know, when when it's counted. He obviously picked up the the uh, teachers, sorry, the, the coaches' player of the year um, at the at the weekend itself. Kyle Vaughan for me was absolutely outstanding in March, um, and a major major part in us uh, picking up that Challenge Cup as well as the Elite League Championship. <laughs> I'm going. And Patrick to, Smith. I'm going to go with. Well, we see we've had one of each. I'll go with Smo. Why not? <laughs> so one of each. I think that Smo's been so since he's come in, he's given that team the boost. Has he given the boost that's pushed us over the line? Quite possibly. Both him and Higgy coming in, but Smo I think has really 
really stood out. His passion for the club's been phenomenal. Uh, his goal scoring, his assists, everything he's done in the last month, and, uh, and one of the main reasons in the in, in the month of March that he is a, a standout guy for for the Belfast Giants. Not least with that overtime winner at the start of March to pick up the first trophy of the three that we've picked up in a single month. But uh, but yep, those four nominees will be put on Twitter from 10 a.m. on Wednesday morning. You can start casting your vote on the Player of the Month for March. And thanks very much to Phonacab for sponsoring that award as always. Right, around the league, gentlemen, and we actually start... Matt McGyver played that in the um in the SSC Arena the other day and I just couldn't help but just shout Dops every time. <laughs> anyway, Brett Bulmer of the Five Flowers, number ninety two for the Five Flowers, been assessed a three game suspension. A major for for uh, for kneeing in the game against the Glasgow clan. Um, it was on Brendan Connolly. Says you've seen this? Yeah, I think it's a bit naughty. Um, you know, he leaves his leg out. Um, you know, from what I'm understanding, he's he's, he's more like well, he's done for the season. But um, uh, champion world championships now are very very doubtful. Um, and that's. You know, he's had a pretty good year. We've seen how good he is last year when he was in Belfast. But uh, I thought it was a, a naughty hit. Does it deserve three? After some of the decisions that they've made in the last couple of months, possibly not. But that's uh, um, him out of the rest of the season for Bulmer unless they get to the playoff final. Interesting one, David. You know, Bulmer does come in. He leaves his leg out there and hangs it out there and connects. With Brendan Conley, it's ruled him out of the quarterfinals against the Nottingham Panthers, and it it puts Fife in a real difficult position. And was going to be two difficult games. I'm more convinced he does hang the knee out. Um, I'm just watching it again here in the frame by frame. I don't think he changes his tracks too far. Cons has his head down. To be fair, doesn't really see him coming to the very last minute. I'm just about to make contact here to see whether he moves. Back for for sake. They've paused it and they're highlighting them and they do. Yes. Widen all here. So well, well this is again great radio. Here we go. I'm <laughs> go on. Zoomed in. It's a very, very unfortunate collision. Um feel for cons are whilst um uh, you know in the dual nationals and stuff, he was playing really well. He's got himself in the G B squad and he'll be a miss for them. Um if if indeed he can't get himself fit again because that looks a nasty collision. I'm not convinced Bulmer tries to do him. Um, but he's he's got a three-game ban, and unless something very, very, very... The, the miracles that happen, you know, I can't see him playing again this season. Um, playoff matchups. Now, the league title has been decided in the Belfast Chancellor Champions. Have we mentioned that? Um, <laughs> Belfast versus Coventry. Cardiff versus Sheffield. One of those games, I think uh, you've just sent us a, a thing there, says that it's on TV, is it? Uh, uh, Sheffield, 
Uh, Cardiff Sheffield Sunday night second leg second leg and Cardiff is with our good friends on Free Sports with with Aaron Murphy who are also covering the Women's World Championships at the minute um, Cardiff Sheffield Nottingham Fife as we just mentioned and Clan Guildford a, a matchup that nobody will see unless you go to the actual games because neither side has a webcast um, that means that Storm Dundee and of course Milton Keynes were eliminated um, we'll come back to those playoff matchups uh, towards the end of the show when we find out from you guys and you can think now who your final four is going to be uh, Sunday night wasn't just the night that we won the Elite League title did I mention that? Uh, it's also it was also, of course, the Belfast Giants Awards night. Running quickly through them, the official supporters club junior members player of the year was Tyler Beskarowani. Defenseman of the year was Kevin Rain. The OSC adult members player of the year was Dustin Johnner. Forward of the year, Patrick Dwyer. Leading scorer, Darcy Murphy, with, of course, 49 goals and 49 assists. Is that right, Davey? 49 goals, 49 assists? Correct. Fans' favourite was Blair Riley. The President's Award, in honour, of course, of Jim Gillespie, the honorary, ple- honorary life president of the Belfast Giants, uh, was Jonathan Boxall. Unsung hero, Kendall McFall. Players' Player of the Year, Tyler Beskarowani. Coaches' Player of the Year, Carl Bond. And the MVP. It was a, quite, a, quite a night for Tyler Beskarowani. Uh, Joel, anything about those words? You, know, you were there on the night, and you can't really argue with any of them. No, absolutely not. Uh, the one that just sticks out to me, defenseman of the in wrestling, I believe you call it face turn. You know, you come in, yeah. uh, you come in as sort of the villain. Uh, there's been a lot of talk and a lot of uh, sort of disgruntlement on social media about some comments that may or may not have been taken out of context and whatever else. Um, he's just very quietly gone about his business uh, off ice. He has been ferocious on ice, and he couldn't deserve that award more. It's it's a beautiful sort of uh, way to tie up that that kind of story uh, for for Rainer. And to be honest, he, he lives in the same building as me. I see quite a bit of him, uh, and he actually is just uh, one of the the most sound lads I've ever I've ever met. Uh, kind of that's played for the team. Um, just a, a guy that really really deserves the nod to come in kind of under those difficult circumstances and just put his money where his mouth is and do the job on the ice. Absolutely phenomenal. Says you got up with uh, with Adam Keith and helped present the award to Calbon. Yeah, I can't, I can't disagree with Adam. You know he's been absolutely good this year. Hope oh, healthy. Um, <laughs> and uh, you know when you look at the you know the guys that we Blair Reddy has been outstanding. Uh, Darcy Murphy scored the points for fun. Um, you know you look at the back end. Josh Roach has had a great season. Paddy Dwyer, Besco. You know the, you, you could have picked anybody um, for that trophy and. And uh, Bonner, again, you know, picking up. Uh, he's sitting fifth in the league at the end of the season in points. Um, you know, I was just looking at this earlier. Darcy's obviously finished his top point score in the league. Uh, Blair Reddy's seventh. Uh, Dwyer's 16th with 61 points. Only played 38 games. Um, Josh Roach, second, has defenseman point score this season in the league with 54 points. You could pick any one of those. Um, but... Uh, you know, Adam, I think it's a good choice by Adam and, and thoroughly deserved by Davey, you know, President's Award, Johnny Boxhill, Unsung Hero, Kendall Mafal, and a whole host of Tyler Beskarowani. The, the, the guys have gone through, you know, their their, their thoughts and, and the, the awards that were handed out. For me, I think Kevin Rain has been the the MVP of the season. And this is a guy that came back in, as, as Joel said. He, he went out with a flea in his ear from for comments that were were said, and you know whether they were meant in the way they were meant, 
that's you know he came on the view from the bridge and made his explanations and he has came back he started I think his first game back was the first game of our road swing away to Milton Keynes um, that's right yeah that's right. and he has simply been a phenomenal brick in the wall in front of uh, Tyler Beskarani all those other guys such good shots Josh Roach outstanding Tyler Beskarani sensational you know Darcy Murphy scored to 50 goals, Bonner, you could go down, down, and that's why we've won so much and why we've an opportunity to win more because we've got guys, you know, over 90 points from Darcy Murphy, over 90 points from Kyle Bond. You know, the starless season when Blair Riley was injured, we're dead last. I think when Rayner actually signed, we we're dead last in the league. And those guys coming back in, that line lighting up of, uh, you know, Rudy, um, Blair Riley, and Darcy Murphy carried the team for a big chunk of that sort of up the Christmas period we weren't getting the secondary scoring when you know when Bonner dried up and then when he came back it's really pushed us through that second half of the season Paddy Dwyer's just came up with massive goals and he's missed sort of five games six games five games you know chunks he's missed yeah. when Vandy went missing you know with injury early in the season we, we struggled as well when we have a fully fit roster and Adam Keefe has really really painful decisions to make as to who he leaves out you know, we are a hell of a hockey team and you could nearly pick anyone out of that squad and give them an MVP award and you would have 50 people would be able to give a very good reason why they deserved it. So for me, Rainer is my MVP, but um, there's a whole host of players in there. I'm, I'm very much of that school of thought, and I said it earlier in the podcast, that defence wins championships, forwards decide by how much we win games, you know, and... Uh, Rainer, there you go. Guys, sorry, sorry, Paddy. Uh, and I know we're, we're going on and on, but of all the names we've mentioned there, nobody's mentioned Dustin Jonner. Yeah, we did. He did get the official supporters club player of the, the year. Official, yeah, absolutely. And again, what? He's been absolutely outstanding. Davey, how many face-offs he's taken over? <laughs> he, just, he just hits you with these questions as if you're meant to be there you go. <laughs> just I'm opening sure. the laptop favorite came up um, might have to play the music party there because this could take a while I'm pretty sure it's over 1400 oh I'd in and around 1500 I mean, of argument. and the big thing about it is that's that's more than 100% than any other player in our team more than 100% where are you uh, getting these stats from <laughs> no, what, what I mean is that Blair Riley was at that two weeks ago. Blair Riley was five hundred and ninety or something, and he was more than a hundred percent more than that. So it's up to thirteen hundred, whatever it was. He's missed two games uh, towards the end of the season. Picked up a bit of a knock. Great to see him back on on uh, Saturday against Dundee. But you know, Dustin Johnner's had a brilliant season. So I think it's I think it's twenty nine goals he's got, um, which is just outstanding after the, the season he had last year. And he talked about it at the start of the year, coming back and proving the point. I think he's absolutely proved that point. And just before we move on, I want to give a quick, I don't want to say, but just a quick honourable mention because obviously you've won the league title and everybody's put a shift in. I just want to give an honourable mention to Frankie Bavillier, Hunter Bishop, uh, Matt Toe and uh, Guillaume Gellis, who despite the fact that they haven't been part of the on-ice team for as long as maybe some of us wanted them to be or they wanted them to be or maybe just you know had, had to move on in the way that they did, they were still part of this team, still part of this title winning side and still part of a team that went on to win the Elite League Championship. Paddy, can I jump in real quick on that one? On. <laughs> uh, in quick, terms quick, quick. of 
Yeah, in terms of games, Jelena, uh, whenever uh, we bounce down onto the ice, tells you everything you need to know about what we've talked about tonight about the dressing room. How tough is it to come in as a young guy and spend the year on the sideline like that, knowing that you're not directly contributing? But whenever you see little moments like that, and, and he was there on the awards night, set hard, um, he does it as much as anybody else. That's a real psychological test to go through and, and, and know that you're not contributing week in, week out. Um, so I couldn't agree more. Here, here to that. Time for the fan agenda brought to you by our friends at Belfast Giants TV. And, well, who else could we have on? It's the three-time Elite League champion and a first time as a head coach, Adam Keefe. How are you? Not bad, guys. I've certainly had uh, worse weekends. Congratulations, sir. Uh, one hell of a weekend, not just in performance. You know, I said earlier on, over the course of the last week with those four games, 25 goals scored. You know, I, I spoke to you uh, post-game in Manchester where you were obviously very frustrated. You said about how, you know, you need to score more than two goals in a game. We've went in, we've scored seven, we've scored six. You know, the guys are firing on all cylinders. And then for what happened on Sunday to happen is just, just a, a, a fitting way to end the weekend. Absolutely. I think, uh, you know, it's, it's not ideal to be uh, behind in the title race. You know, it's, uh, it's obviously tough and you have to keep winning to, to give yourselves that chance and, uh, and keep applying pressure on, on the team above you. And, you know, that's all we could do. And, and yeah, certainly going back to Manchester, it certainly felt like uh, a big knock on the on those chances. But, uh, you know, we just had to keep keep going one game at a time and, and uh, try and keep the pressure on. And um, it wasn't easy, that's for sure. But uh, the guys, you know what, they stuck with it. And, uh, you know, that that you think back to the Saturday game against Dundee at home, and it, that one was a real battle uh to get those two points and um you know because you're you're doubtful that cardiff may lose you know it's easy to say you know we could let that game slip slip and uh you know obviously we're very thankful that that we didn't let that slip because it would have been really painful for the next day to to find out uh you know that we had missed out coach um patty obviously introduced you there as you know, now three-time Elite League champion and congratulations, of course, on, on your latest win. But how does this compare that you're not the guy that's down blocking the shots and having the fights and scoring the goals? You know, you're the, you're the guy responsible for putting the lines out there and for putting the whole thing together. Does it feel different or does it feel better, different? Um, I wouldn't say it's better or, or worse. Uh, I'd just say it's different. You know, that's probably the, the good word to describe it. Certainly, uh, when you're a player, you go through, uh, that physical, uh, I guess abuse you put yourself through for, for eight months and, uh, you ride that roller coaster with, you know, I think we have 20, 23 other guys or 22 other guys, whatever it is the numbers. Um, Whereas when you're the, the coach, you, you're kind of looking at the bigger picture of the entire season. Um, so I think things are different, certainly. Uh, there's a lot of stress involved, a lot more stress involved as a coach throughout the entire season. Um, but it's not to say that the players don't go through stress as well. So, um, you know, that, for me, it was uh, just a proud moment. You're, you're proud of your guys, that, that uh, especially because I've been through it as a player I understand uh, how grueling an eight-month season can be on you, and not just physically, mentally as well. And um, to see it all come uh, to a close on the final day, 
and for it to have paid off and, and been meaningful. And uh, you could just see in that room what it meant to not just the players, uh, everybody that was was in that uh, hotel bar. Um, it, it was really a, a special way to end the regular season, and I don't think we'll ever get one like that. And um, It was just great. It was, uh, there's not really many words you can use to describe it, and I think that everybody's still kind of shocked and, 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 and excited. You know, you, you talk there about the pride in your players and the pride in your staff and the pride, in, you know, around the organisation. Do you take a couple of just to have a little bit of pride in, in the achievement of what you've what you've done over the last few years? Well, I'm certainly happy with, uh, you know, the start of, of my coaching career, that's for sure. Um, coming into it, not, not really knowing, you know, really anything and, and how to just kind of going into it blind and, and jumping into it. And um, all I knew was, you know, just to learn on the job every day and, and try to surround myself with good people. And um, I certainly have that in, in our staff and, um, and we, you know, we're, we're learning lessons as we go. Even, even this year, you know, we'll learn lessons and, and try to apply it next year. But, um, really my main model has been, uh, surround myself with some good people and, and usually good things happen. And, and that's what we have here, uh, not just in the locker room, but throughout the, the entire, uh, organization. So, um, again, we're just trying to build each day and, and I'm no different. Uh, you know, there's, Players make a lot of mistakes on the ice, and and I make a lot of mistakes behind the bench and and at home and all all sorts. So we're all just trying to learn and get better every day. So um, I'm certainly excited and and happy the way things have gone, but uh, just got to try and stay focused and and finish the job. Adam, I want to take it back to January. Um, Two weekends in a row, the devastating uh, loss in the Continental Cup, the post, basically, width of the post to uh, Arlan, and then the following week, um, the doubleheader in Cardiff, um, when you lost both games as well. How hard was it, and, and that, I know this is a big part of your job, to get the how hard was it to get the boys back um, to, you know, the, their mindset to basically start winning the game? Because you then went on, um, I think it was seven, the next seven games, uh, you won in a row, starting off with a doubleheader against Fife at home. Yeah, um, the Continental Cup was a devastating loss. Um, we really thought we had it, and, and, and um, you know, we obviously wanted it, and, and I wanted it for the players. Especially, it's a it's a special trophy that uh, you know you get to play teams from different countries and different leagues, and um, it's just different, and it's it's kind of exciting as a player. And I know that I know that there's always uh, that uh, there's always some people that think that it's a distraction from the league and it certainly is but at the same time like when you're a player or or you're involved in any team you want to play for championships and so you know it's it's exciting and yes it's a challenge for the league title and uh to stay focused and, and obviously there's always a risk for injuries and uh just added fatigue and look what it did to our schedule this year with the the three and threes. I mean that uh, that really there. That, that, that I think that those could have cost us the season in, in itself. The three and threes, but and that's what makes this one so special is that 
we went through all those extra games and all those uh, long weekends. And, and that's why I wanted success for this group, that they handled it uh, great. And, and they, uh, they did exactly what we asked of them when we went on that road trip was to, to you know, realize that the, it's still hockey. It doesn't matter if we're on the road for two months or what. It's still a hockey game, and they showed up and they battled hard that entire trip. And, and, and that's a massive reason why why we're sitting here talking on the phone about being elite league champions now. Um, but in, in relation to your question, sorry, they got running on. Um, it wasn't easy to pick them back up um, after that weekend. You know, they're going into Cardiff, a doubleheader, not ideal. Um, and I thought we just had to chase the game too much in, in Cardiff. And um, I could tell our guys, you know, we're, we're still working hard, just didn't really have our execution down. And, um, just wasn't there, and I think that mentally, the Continental Cup defeat uh, had an effect on the following weekend. You know, um, to go into Cardiff, not even a week later, uh, was tough on the guys, and uh, obviously we slipped up. And um, we're just the next week we we talked about having fun again, getting back to having fun on the ice and smiling and laughing. Um, once we do that and we play loose, uh, our guys' uh, quality shines through. Coach, uh, you've got quite a good poker face. You're always very kind of measured in your responses in post-game, regardless of whether it's been a huge win or or, or a kind of devastating loss. Um, But to be head coach and to win a league title, you're sort of carrying everyone on your shoulders, be it the players, the fan base, the staff. It all kind of falls on you in the end. Um, Whenever that third goal went in and the game actually finished, uh, what were your immediate feelings? Can you even describe the relief that suddenly all that stress just lifts at once. And have you ever experienced anything like it? Um, no, not, not, no, obviously not as a coach. And, um, I mean, I guess to go back to last year, I mean, the first challenge cup and our first trophy, in, I think it was four years or three years or whatever it was. Um, you know, that was a great feeling as well. And I think that that one kind of lifts a little weight off the shoulders and, um, I would say it's very, very similar, but uh, quite, not, not quite, a, or, sorry, the Challenge Cup wouldn't have been quite as big as the feeling that we had on Sunday night. Uh, and that's due to uh, a lot of sacrifice from everybody involved uh, for eight months. And, uh, you know, when you when you think back, and I was watching some of the highlights there during the awards, and you just think about all the little moments that happened throughout the entire season. And, and you know they all make sense and they all add up now and uh you know that's that's when it becomes all worth and um so it was a special moment i mean yeah it certainly uh lifted a lot of stress off the shoulders that's for sure <laughs> got to go to twitter we we as we do normally do and when we got somebody on we asked for a few questions sometimes we get like two or three sometimes we get five or six we've got 30 now we're not going to go through obviously go through all these and some of them are people like thomas burnley and paulie and ellen they're basically just saying thank you and good luck and, and wishing you well and and, and thinking you will thank you for everything they've done in regards to the league title and but with some of the questions we've got uh stevie thompson i'll start with throughout the 60 game league season what game or moment do you feel Oh, sorry, what game or moment did you feel that this team could or would be champions? There was a lot of moments that I thought we could be. Um, that's for sure. Uh, you know, I think that we can't look past the... Uh, you know, there was two moments in, in the SSC arena this year when 
I'll, I'll never forget them. And, you know, one of those was the Continental Cup final comeback, you know, with Dustin Johnner's goal uh, to, to tie it up. I, I've never felt the building like that. And, um, yeah, that was pretty special, uh, even though we lost. And, you know, some, you know, I look at that and, and I think, uh, obviously, we were post away from, from winning it. And uh, you, you want to look back and say, what if it went in and how great would it be now? But, you know, I think that that loss helped define us and uh, taught us a, a massive lesson. And uh, we wanted to make sure that that we got that Challenge Cup and, and obviously push forward with the league. And I think that that's, uh, everybody has to go through some adversity to, to, to win. And uh, we certainly did that. I'd say the second moment was a doubleheader versus Cardiff at home. Uh, just the crowd, the crowd was amazing again and, and really pushed on it. And the players were great. And they were two of the best hockey games uh, I've seen in a long time. So, um it was just a, a great way to put ourselves back into the title race. And, and, you know, I would say that that would be the main turning point. If you look, Coach, we obviously, the last few years with the, the busy, how busy the SSA is, we've had to go on these long road swings. And, you know, we've came back into the SSE after that road swing and we've gone, I think it's on beaten and league form, something 18 or 19 games. You know, making the, the Odyssey of Fortress again has been key to success. Absolutely. I think if we could have done that last year, you would have seen us be league champions last year. Um, I think we came home last year and we, and we struggled. And, uh, you know, I, for whatever reason, it, it didn't feel, uh, for some reason, uh, maybe because the games have been so tough and the parity across the league uh, uh, has been so good that, uh, you know, somebody had told me our home record there and I, I almost, I didn't know. Because uh, it doesn't feel like that when you're when you're fighting for every game, uh, it does. Uh, it, it can be stressful, and sometimes you forget uh, just how good each win was. Um, but no, that's certainly uh, when you have that many home games post Christmas, you want to make them count, and, and our, our guys did that this year. And that's a credit to the fan base and, and the atmosphere uh, they provide for the players. Adam, uh, there's a question here from some guy called Rob Sandrock. Um, <laughs> yeah, he says, yeah. hi, Adam. Hi, Adam Keefe. How's it going? Your team had the most goals for this season. I feel like this is a direct reflection of you as you were as a player. Your thoughts? Yeah, I think he's, he's got it. <laughs> Nail, nailed on the head there. Um, no, that's, <laughs> that's that's why uh, that's why we have uh, Steve Thornton and you know, obviously recruiting <laughs> recruiting good players and uh, guys who can score goals. That's that's important because uh, you know I'm certainly not going to be able to teach them how to score goals. And uh, my second one is, uh, what did you think of Ross Manley's video? Oh my god, amazing. <laughs> that was amazing. Uh, it was great. I was. Uh, that's just uh, passion, and that's good. Um, we have that in spades from our fan base, and, and that's what we want our players to play with. So it's nice to see. Uh, it was great for Ross, and obviously very happy for him to, to, to win as well. I couldn't agree more with that. Uh, just absolutely brilliant, just pure innocent joy. Um, I'm going to pull one from... 
Gaza, uh, we Gaza nineteen ninety six on Twitter. We spoke earlier in the show before you came on about Simon Kitchen's rally pants, and uh, he's going to tell you about those. But did you really throw a new pair of socks in the bin when the score was two one on Sunday? It's a two one game. We're playing great. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't throw them in the bin. I threw them in. <laughs> I threw them in the laundry bin. <laughs> but, uh, no, I actually put on a, uh, just a pair of socks that. Uh, I, I like to call her Lucky Socks. Oh, I my God. All, just... <laughs> I, I hadn't been wearing them all day, and I put them on. And the moment I put them on and took a step out, uh, Colleen yelled up that it was 2-1. And I was like, it's a 2-1 so... game. We're playing great. <laughs> yeah, so I I took those socks back off. Yeah. I think we need to call it? for an amnesty here for everyone that puts on the same clothes to watch a Giants game. Simon Kitchen has a pair of... Very well worn lucky pants. Um, there's the lucky socks. I want to hear about more of these. Yeah, it's um, it's a stupid thing because it has zero effect on the game. But for oh, you say that, you yeah, say that. But uh, stats don't lie. Stats don't lie. <laughs> yeah, whatever it does, it calms the nerves. Um, Stuart Levin uh, asked on Twitter. I know we've got another four games to win and grab another trophy but have you started plans for next season um yeah i mean somewhat we're certainly focusing on this season first and foremost but we have no choice but to look forward to to next season and and start to build and uh try to try to lock players down for for next season and you know there's you know we'd love to keep them all um but the reality is uh, some players won't be playing next season and uh, some players will move on. And, uh, we just need to figure out what we have left and uh, what we need to, to bring in. But uh, obviously that goes on throughout uh, the last portion of the season. Um, nothing like it is in the summer, but uh, we certainly are, are keeping our eyes open and um, making sure that we, that we don't uh, neglect next season as well. Coach, I have a, a fair idea what the answer might be, but you know, over when when Doug Christensen's team, he sort of talked about the collective exhale after winning a championship. Difficult to, you know, refocus again for the playoffs. Do you think that this week practice on their way again and be able to really double down and, and get focused for the Coventry game? I don't think there'll be a problem getting focused. Um, I understand that. Uh, I, I'm not really sure I believe in it. Um, you know the Challenge Cup. I can understand how it does when it does happen. People, people look at that as a as a reason. But um, the games that I've, like I said before, the games that I've been involved in when we won and played the next weekend, uh, like Challenge Cup, the next weekend I thought we were great. Uh, the next practice I thought we were great. I thought we were, it was one of our best practices this season after we won a trophy um, last season. It didn't go our way, but I thought the same thing after the Challenge Cup. I thought we were great all week in practice, and I thought we started the game well. We, just, we ended up losing that one, and then we went on a slide. But um, no, I, I don't have, uh, I don't see uh, us losing focus here. The guys are, are they want more, and uh, I told them, you know, be selfish, want more, and uh, I think we certainly will. Now, that's not to be said that. You know, this is sport and this is competitive sport and everybody that's earned the right to be in the playoffs is going to play 
hard and they're all going to compete hard. There's not going to be any easy games and, you know, we have to be at our best or we won't get through. And that's, that's really it. I mean, everybody's, uh, as we've, as we've seen, we should learn from that this season that on any given night, anybody can beat anybody in this league. And, and, uh, it's important that we realize that and, and stay focused. Adam, uh, on Sunday night at the awards dinner, um, you chose uh, Kyle Bond as the teacher's pet. Sorry, as the um, <laughs> as the coach's player of the year. Um, how hard a decision was that for you? Because, in all fairness, you've had some top top notch performances and and uh, and players playing so well this year. Yeah, it's an extremely tough one to to have to pick. Um, you know, there's so many guys that. That, that could be the coach's player of the year. Um, and there's so many guys that could have won all those trophies that were up for grabs. And I think with this, this season was in particular, it was tough. Uh, um, I was just doing the, the league, uh, voting myself for, uh, all the stuff and you just want to put your entire team down. So, um, yeah, it, it was tough, but you know, Kyle's definitely deserves it. I mean, he's a guy that's just, Every night, his engine, you know, he just he just keeps going, and uh, you always get the same thing. I'm never really uh, concerned if if he's going to show up and, and have an off night. Uh, it, it's always his his legs are always moving, and he's a he's a, a workhorse. So, um, and not just that, you know, he's a positive guy every day in the locker room, and and that helps. You know, there's there's a lot of times that. Uh, he, you're not in the greatest mood and, and just to walk in the room and have uh, some guys just to even just crack a joke or, or say hello um, and be positive. And I think that that really is contagious. And uh, you need a lot of guys like that in the room, especially over the course of eight months when uh, you're not always going to be in the best of moods. Uh, Coach, there's a Twitter question. Well, I guess it's a question, yeah, from, uh, from Sarah Lynn. Uh, she's got a, a guy who looks really, really suspiciously familiar in her profile photo. It just says, "Can you make sure clearly gets on his scheduled flight home?" Is that in your job description? <laughs> I saw. I hope he doesn't. We might lock him down here. <laughs> but um, yeah, no. I mean, obviously, she's having a bit of fun. But uh, we would certainly love to to keep him here. That's for sure. Just one more. Uh, Stephen McBlain pointed it out. Obviously, after the absolute roller coaster that has been the the Elite League season so far, one championship still to play for. You then have to turn your focus to Great Britain and the world. Have you even had time to think about that yet? Yeah. Well, I don't have any choice but to think about it because <laughs> uh, obviously there's you know there's the the twenty eight man roster. And then there's been a couple injuries and. Uh, <laughs> There's maybe some changes, but to be made, and, um, and that's so obviously we have to we have to speak about that, and obviously we have to prepare as well for that, and uh, what an experience that'll be. So um, it's been a great year so far. Just want to stay focused here and, and and get the job done, the last one, and, or at least we you know we want to get to the final four, and then uh, that's that's very important. And uh, like I said. This weekend's going to be another massive weekend for us. We're, we're going to wrap things up here in a second, Coach, and we appreciate your time tonight. The one thing I want to pick up on just from something you said earlier on is it's about the room. When we talk to guys like Boxy or Darcy or Basco or John or Curtis Hill, Leonard, Curtis Leonard, these guys all 
talk about the room and how good a room it is this year, about how the, the atmosphere is great, that they socialize together, they're a tight-knit bunch. Let's make no mistake, that's not common, is it? Oh, as I mean, it's common. To be as tight-knit? Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, I would say it's common. I mean, but winning yeah. certainly helps that. Um, you know, but uh, like I said before, you know, part of our jobs uh, when recruiting, Steve and I, is, is to do uh, extensive background checks, essentially, on guys and make sure that you're bringing in good people. And that's that's very high on our list of priorities for for uh, our background checks on guys, our reference checks. And, um, you know, when you get reference checks back and guys are great people, uh, that's somebody you want involved in your organization. And, um that's obviously helps. Like I said, it's it's eight months is is a long, grueling season and and you need good people around you or it's not going to work. The last question goes to Stephen at Stevie1601. He says, um, do you now find it hard to make time to give Sheldon coaching advice? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm a long ways away from that. (laughs) I don't think I'll ever be giving him advice. Um, no, I mean, look, it's, he certainly has helped me uh, in the times I need it. And, but I also understand how busy he is. Uh, I'm, I'm probably a lot more busy than me, but uh, I understand the work that I have to go through uh, just to try to prep myself and, and prep the team. And, um, and then you couple all the stress on top of that. I certainly don't want to be bugging him every week. So, um but anytime I, I've needed uh, help, uh, he's certainly a guy to help out. And, you know, and touching on, on the coaching side of it, uh, you know, my staff has been amazing this season and the help that they've uh, brought in uh, with, obviously, with, with Patrick Dwyer, Jonathan Ferlin, uh, Jim Vandermeer, and obviously Stewie. Uh, these are all guys I'm learning from every day as well. So I've had amazing people around me. Coach, an amazing season that isn't finished yet, uh, uh, two weeks ahead that could just top everything off. And you've got a, a hell of a couple of weeks ahead before you even start thinking about flying out with GB. Thank you very much for your time and congratulations. No problem, guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks very much to Kiefer. Right, playoffs, they begin right now. Belfast Giants take on the Coventry Blaze on Saturday at 7pm at the SSE Arena. 0289027390749074 for your tickets or get them online if you can't get down there Belfast Giants TV with Mr Kitchen and Mr Mason and then the away game is on Sunday at 6pm at the Skydome Blaze TV with Ed Kimberley or I believe you can go to the Odyssey Cinema with the OSC says yep uh, thanks to Ice Time to, uh, no Ice Time what do you call them all around Clean Cut Sports that's them um, thanks very much to the company Sports for for giving us authorization uh, to use that, and we'll be having uh, the cinema on Sunday night at, at six PM face off. I thought it was five fifteen originally. Nope. So uh, yeah, doors open five thirty. Due to the, I think there's a few things on in Coventry, not less, not least the Coventry City game, and they've moved it out to six PM to Coventry at that six PM on Sunday. Before we chat about it, let's hear from the head coach of the Coventry Blaze, Danny Stewart. I'm delighted to be joined now by the Belfast Giants fan base's second favourite head coach, um, at least until this weekend, uh, the Coventry Blaze's Danny Stewart. Coach, first of all, thank you for taking the time out. I know you've been on bedtime duty with your little ones before the call. Was that a successful mission, first of all? 
Yeah, yeah, I got a good wife, so it makes the process a lot easier. <laughs> now, listen, uh, I'm just going to cut straight to it. Uh, if I know you at all as a player and as a coach, uh, doing Belfast a favor was the last thing on anyone's mind in that blaze room ahead of puck drop against the Cardiff Devils on Sunday. Can you talk to me a little bit about what the motivation was with that playoff spot already secure? Well, we uh, obviously um, are quite aware on on the Wednesday we had played against Belfast at home and and really had a disappointing um, first period. First 22 minutes of that game, we just weren't switched on, and and they made us pay. They're they're a good team, and there's a reason why they're champions. And uh, you know, as we picked ourselves back up and we went into Manchester, you know, previously to that game we had been playing some good hockey, and um, we went into Manchester, very tough place to play, and, and played arguably our best best game of the season, and you know, going into the game on on Sunday against Cardiff, we just tried to emphasize that uh, you know I didn't I didn't like the way we felt, I didn't like the way I felt after that game on Wednesday and after the high of of Saturday, I didn't want to go back down to that. And um, you know, it's important to you know the, this game is a confidence thing and, and it's a momentum thing. And the last thing we wanted to do is go out there and and just you know go go half assed about it. Excuse my language, not but at all. Uh, not at all. you know, and. Um, and, 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 you know, like just pick up some bad habits. And, you know, I think sometimes when you do that too, it's where injuries, you know, you pick up some injuries and, um, we knew they were going to come. So I think we matched that. And I think, you know, obviously the, the idea of an, another team celebrating and, and winning a championship on, on our home ice was something that motivated the guys as well to, to not allow it to happen. So I think all those contributing factors were, you know, the reason why we came out and played as well as we did. Yeah, I mean, and as a fan, I mean, I've watched other teams clinch on our ice, and it genuinely really hurts. Um, but, but not only that, you gave your home fans a monumental battle to close out the regular season. Well, we owed it to them, you know. Like I said on Wednesday, it was it was it was probably our worst performance um, of the season, and we, you know, our results have been up and down, but we have we have certainly been competitive in every game we've been in this year, and um, you know, probably other than that one and. Um, you know, the game was over after 22 minutes. And then after that, we, we had a little bit of fight back, but the deficit was just too much. And, and you know, it was good to, to give them something to, to get excited about and give them a, another performance on, on our next home game. And you touched on that kind of momentum. Uh, what did it mean to, to clinch that playoff spot over the Manchester Storm this season? I, I just, from my point of view, the Elite League has been absolutely wild from top to bottom this year. Um, and the, the fight for those kind of last few playoff spots were, were just as competitive as I've ever seen it. And um, what did it mean both to your as a coach to the boys in the room and to the club it means everything i mean we um you know obviously at the start of the year we had set some goals for ourselves and then reaching the playoffs is one um did we plan on clinching it in the last weekend of the season no i mean just like any other team we, we <laughs> would like that. to have been <laughs> yeah and then uh you know we would have we would have liked to have uh, been up there in the standings but it is such a fine line this year i mean we're talking i think with five points difference between our, ourselves and and Glasgow, yep. who, who ended up in, or sorry, Guilford, who ended up in fourth place, and um, I mean, it's ridiculous how fine of a line that is. I mean, you you turn over two games against any of those teams from from ten to four, and and you know you're you're, you're reversing positions, and yep. um, you know if we had finished in fourth place this year, it would be hailed as a, as a fantastic season for the Coventry Blaze, and we were two or three wins away from that. And it would have been a shame that if we just missed out by a point or two points, it would have been looked at as a as a, as a complete failure. So, you, I mean, you can see what the fine line is between success and failure this season. And, and that's a testament to the league. It's fantastic. Um, there wasn't an easy night all year. Even MK, I mean, they were short-bodied and you got a feel for them at times, but they still competed. 
Um, it's first half of the year before they hit their troubles. They were beat teams. They beat us a couple of times. So, like I said, it was it was as good as a league top to bottom as I as I've seen in the 13 years I've been here. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And there are teams with a, a, a final position that maybe doesn't reflect just how competitive they've been on the ice. And um, but with that said, with the seasons what they are, um, I think it's worth looking back to 2014-15 when Coventry finished sixth in the league and ended up going all the way in the playoffs. You know that final against the mm-hmm. Sheffield Steelers, an absolute thriller. For as much discussion as the UK's playoff structure gets, do you, would you say that it opens the door for those kind of big upsets to the seasons? Yeah, I think so. I think then these uh, these two game aggregates, you know, anything from, you know, some some good puck locks, some good bounces, you know, calls going one way or the other, and you know, certainly a hot goalie can make the, all the difference in the world. So, um, two games is is what it is, and, and due to the fact that it's aggregated, it becomes almost a a one game event of six periods, and yeah. and you just got to look at it that way. And I think anything's possible this time of year. And you mentioned Hawk Oli there, funnily enough. Uh, in your mind, who are your key guys heading into this kind of final couple of weeks of, of the Elite League calendar? From my own perspective, just after getting off to maybe a little bit of a rocky start, uh, Hackett has been hugely impressive in the Blaze goal. Who do you see as your key guys over the next couple of weeks? Well, he certainly has to be one of them. I think every team will say that your goal has got to be your best player if, if you're going to make a run and, and win a tr- uh, trophy in a short competition. And um I think, you know, Ben Lakes had a, had a breakout year and he, you know, that, that line of, of Paul and him and Crowder are going to have to, to really step up and, and be our top line. And, you know, Alex Nickafork has been fantastic for us this season on the power play. Um, and you know what, you know, due to, due to some key injuries to guys, he maybe hasn't had those, you know, I think prototypical top six guys to play with all year. And, um, but he's, you know, he's contributed and, and we'll need him to, to be a big player. Um, our D, our D of, uh, you know, I think it's been a tough year for our D in, in terms of going through four or five goalies here and, you know, at times playing good hockey in front of them and, 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 and goals still, still going in the back of the net and it messes with your mentality. And I think, uh, you know, that weekend was big for them. You know, we only gave up two goals on the weekend due to Hackett and, and we defended very well. And I think them getting confidence and them playing well will, will give us the best chance to, to give Belfast a run. And before we, we sort of finish up here and, and just look at the weekend, um, I want to talk just a little bit about coaching. This is the first chance we've had to speak this season. Um, like Adam Keefe, you obviously won your fair share of silverware in the EIHL as a player. You're, you're a three-time league champ and, and a Challenge Cup champ in a Blaze uniform. And then like Adam Keefe, you've progressed into coaching in this league. How have you found that transition? What's life like now compared to whenever you were sitting up with the other boys? Yeah, I mean, obviously I've been doing it for... God, I think it's nine seasons now. Obviously, started back in uh, after I left the Blaze and went to Newcastle as a player coach, and and then on to Fife, and you know did a lot of a lot of things for with that organization. And but those were all as as a player coach. And yeah. um, you know, once I transitioned and just you know the when the playing went away and and just transitioned to coaching, I think the, I think the biggest thing was in. Well, I'm sure Keith can say the same as. You know, we we were both feisty guys. We were, we were both played the game with a lot of intensity and feistiness. And I think you know, not being able to exert that on the bench um, was a tough transition. And you know, you, you, you getting control of your emotions. And you know, first year, even second year. Um, and don't get me wrong, I'll always be you know a bit feisty and a bit passionate. But uh, <laughs> I think this year I've really learned to kind of calm my emotions a little bit more. And you know that transition takes some time. And yeah. you know you just you got to sit on the bench. And you know it's not like you can go out there and and get a hit or a fight or score a goal to help your team. You just gotta you gotta remain calm and to make the right decisions and you know help your guys do the work for you. 
I've definitely rattled a few cages in the media box just watching a game, so I can't imagine what it's like for you. It's much, much easier said than done in the heat of the moment. <laughs> but listen, before we wrap it up, Coach, uh, the, does the plan, does the game plan change heading into this weekend? You know, in terms of how you address these games, what's your mindset ahead of that first leg in Belfast on Saturday night? Well, again, it's I mean some of these guys have never played an aggregate type format before in their life, so it's uh, it's really important to to stay focused for for well. 120 minutes because you, you know, we, example, it could be a 2-2 game, a 3-1 game, whatever the case may be. And, you know, maybe a 3-1 game, you take your foot off the gas a little bit at the end and you give up another one. And then you've got that bigger, bigger hill to climb on the next night. So you really got to stay focused. You've got to see it as a six, six period game and, and guys got to be, be aware of that. And, you know, talking about it's good for these guys. Cause like I said, a lot of them haven't done it as far as our game plan. You know, we we played some of our best hockey, maybe arguably our best hockey of the season this past weekend. And you know, we'll, we'll watch a lot of video of the good things we did, and 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 focus a lot on ourselves. Obviously, we were aware of Belfast, and you know, we've had the the benefit of playing them, I, I believe, four times in the last month or so. So, uh, you know, their 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 game and you know their special teams, all that stuff is is still fresh in our minds, and we'll have subtle reminders for guys. And you know, we're all on the same page on what to look for. But uh, I think the the big focus is got to be on what we do well and, and how we're successful and and we really got to focus on that and execute that yeah and you are you're coming in with that momentum and, and believe me there's there's nobody taking it for granted in belfast for for one second um listen i'm gonna stop short of wishing you luck coach but i wish you and the boys safe travels and, <laughs> and we'll hopefully catch up this weekend really appreciate your time thank you yeah no problem at all guys thanks to him uh thanks to danny i'll start with you davy what are the dangers here the Coventry players they must be confident we had a look at them twice over, you know, a couple of weekends ago. They were both, I know the first game finished, I think it was 4-1, a couple of empty net sort of shots towards the end of the game. Both both 2-1 games. and uh, It's a 2-1 game. We're playing great. Thank you. 2-2-1 um, games there, and, and we know they're tight at the back. Hackett, if, he, if Hackett can come up with a good performance, they're a hard team to beat. We know we went to country and sort of did a number on them as well, so... It's going to be a difficult game. They, they proved last weekend that, you know, when they're hungry, Danny Stewart said himself after, I think, Sunday night, you know, it's probably their best two games of the season. I watched the last 20 minutes of the Storm game on Saturday night, and, uh, you know, like the Storm absolutely pumped them in the last 20 minutes, but they were able to hold out good goal and blocking shots, getting in lanes, making it difficult. So I don't expect a, a sort of easy weekend. I think we have to really focus hard on Saturday night, make sure we... We're going on the Sunday with something to take the Coventry to uh, to make the night easier than it could be. Home ice advantage is an interesting one, especially in this in this league. Says you know, I saw some people talking about how the they were disappointed the Giants don't have the second game, the the second leg to have that home ice advantage. But taking off the way the fact that this forces Coventry to travel twice, and, and that's you know that it does take a bit of energy out of you too. You know the Giants are. Uh, after the, the news on, on uh, Sunday night about winning the league, they don't know if you did, uh, we, did we? Nice one. I'm not sure, man. Um, but uh, with you know picking up the elite league championship on Sunday night, the uh, uh, I know Brooksy was talking to me on Monday, and he said that sold 800 tickets in the three hours after the announcement after the the, the Coventry game had finished. And then before twelve o'clock on Monday, they are putting the extra seats in there. These stands going in this weekend, so it's going to be a. I think it's, I'm pretty sure it's going to be sold out. So you know, getting that uh, that focal support from the Belfast Giants fans for the last home game of the season 
uh, is absolutely crucial. And, you know, again, the Coventry players have done us a favour. We'll give them a bit of a clap on the ice on Saturday. Once the warm-up's done, let's get to war and get the get the two wins, hopefully, to push us on to the playoff weekend. Well, then, let's make a quick, before we go into any other business, gents, let's make a quick round the table here. Final four predictions. As I said, your your matchups are Belfast, Coventry, Cardiff, Sheffield, Nottingham, Fife, and Clan, Guildford. Let's start with Joel. Yeah, I had a little thing about this today. Uh, Belfast are beating Coventry. This is, uh, to, to uh, bring up an old hashtag, this is the year. Um, I think Sheffield are going to beat the downtrodden and defeated Cardiff. I think Nottingham are going to beat Fife. And Guildford, um, having come so close during the season and the cup final and the pain that they're feeling there, plus the clan have... Uh, an illustrious history of bottling it. Um, so it'd be lovely to see Guildford go through. So Belfast, Sheffield, Nottingham, Guildford. That puts us against Guildford in the semi-final. Uh, David? I agree. Same, same four? Same four. Okay. Simon? I've just got one change. Um, I think Cardiff yeah. will beat Sheffield. There's a shout there. Like. I think Cardiff will beat Sheffield. I think, you know... Cardiff will be hurting, make no mistake about it, but I, I do think they'll beat Sheffield. Um, Guildford, absolutely. Uh, I think they'll go through. Conley's going to be a big miss for the Glasgow clan. He has been pretty, he's been excellent this season for them. Um, and from what I'm hearing, Rumble's getting a lot of flack from his own fans for being crap at the weekend. Um, and Nottingham, you know, from what their Twitter's been saying, they're getting a couple of guys back from NG. You know, at the end of the day, guys want to play in the playoffs. Um, four four games. It's a potential. All you need to win. Actually, technically, you need to win three. But uh, four games can win you a trophy. And I would say there are guys who are maybe hurting, feeling in a bit of pain. Take a job. Let's get ready to go. And uh, and hopefully, as I say, the Belfast Giants can can go out there and, and bring a playoff trophy home because that would be awesome. And I would love love to get the. Uh, Cardiff Devils fans, uh, just give them a wee wave on the way out. <laughs> I'm going to go for, I'm going to a little bit different. I'm going to go for Belfast, of course, uh, Cardiff, Fife, Ooh. and Guildford. Fife and Todd Dudium, know, he knows how to win in the playoffs. He's got Fife to the playoff finals in, what, two out of the last five years, two out of the last four years. He knows how to get a team through to that final four. Nottingham are no great shakes, let's be fair. You know, I don't I don't really rate Rick Strachan. I don't think they've got the team. They may have had a little bit of a bounce recently, but I could see neither Sheffield nor Nottingham being at this final that's, four. I, I hope you're right, like, but I just think Fife are just a little bit too short bench. They're, they're, hurt, they're hurting at the minute. Yeah. I, had agree, but yeah. I hope you're right. Like. Get guys by off the dead parties. I mean, imagine getting in there with no, uh, no orange man and no gold man. <laughs> Sorry, David, I know you'll be there. Yet. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't argue with any of yours. <laughs> you know I mean? Hey, I'm not arguing with you, man. I just think that would be odd. It's the end of the season. We're I, all getting I, ideas. I would actually, honestly, I would actually like your four instead of my four. <laughs> Uh, right. Well, I'll keep those till next week, and we'll see where we ended up with. Any other business, boys? Oh, just one thing. Um, I forgot about there that I put on the the shirt for auction for all the money going to the Gasper Family Foundation in memory of uh, you know Troy Gasper, Kendall McFall's body. 
Um, bid st- stands at two hundred quid at the minute, which is a which is a heck of a. So, but if anybody wants to beat that, go for it. There's a GoFundMe page. Said if anybody puts you know any money at all, on, put them on a draw for a couple of tickets for Saturday nights. Maybe sold that game, so it's got opportunity for you to give some money to a great cause and uh, you know possibly win a ticket for the game. So if you can support that, please do. Fantastic. I've just got one. I've just got one. Well, actually, one leading into another one. Um, I want to say um, a massive thank you to the OSC Medical Committee and members uh, for this season. Um, we've been the events we've organised, the, the staff, the, the the volunteers that have basically been. Uh, doing the bench and or sorry, doing the desk at all the home games, uh, putting their time and efforts in. I really couldn't uh, thank them enough. So um, their their support and their uh, all their hard work is very very much appreciated. That leads into the second one uh, with the we've already mentioned, but just to get details on tickets uh, for this Sunday, uh, tickets are going very well. So if you want to get them, get them now. Don't be waiting until Saturday and Sunday because I'm pretty sure it will be sold out by then. Cinema game, second leg against the company players. Um, at the uh, uh, odysseycinema.co.uk Anything for you, Joe? Uh, loads of love to Michael Barr, um, who obviously had a, a close sure. family death last week. Uh, often the first one in, the last one out, and just very soft for this club, and, and uh, just a total sweetheart, and love him to bits, and, and we're all thinking of him. Here, here. Here, here. Okay, well, thanks to Adam Keith, Danny Stewart, and all the lads who spoke to Says and Joel at Crown Plaza from the Elite League champion Belfast Giants. Did I mention that? Um, <laughs> big thanks to Belfast Giants it, TV, Free still, Sports. Sorry for. Go on. It's still a bit unreal. I know. Yeah. I'm still yeah. not really sure if I believe it. That's why I have to keep mentioning it. That's why I keep mentioning it. The, um, Big thanks to Belfast Giants TV, Free Sports, Clean Cut Sports for allowing us to use the audio in the piece earlier on. Keep in touch with us via Twitter at AVFTB, KingdomTheGiants.com, Facebook, and listen to all our audio content on SoundCloud.com forward slash AVFTV. Thank you very much to David, to Simon, and to Joel. Thanks, boys. I think it's via. Hmm? Via Twitter, not via Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this, is Patty, this is what I'm saying, right? It's the end of the then Oh my goodness, me! Big for it's you need to. Fire, you need I to say do you have a GCSE? Do you do you have a GCSE in Latin, David? <laughs> Didn't do that at your school, mate. Did they? Do you? Eke in pictoria spuela nomine. Yeah, I do have a GCSE in Latin, big balls. Well, so do I. Well, I don't. I'm from Lauren. <laughs> so, no. Well, th- well anyway, can we wrap this up? Boys, thanks very much for joining us. <laughs> cheers. Hi, <Aye>, cheers. <laughs> Guys, say the game's on Saturday, 7 p.m. at the SSC <laughs> Arena. Away to Coventry on Sunday, 6 p.m. Get yourself down to the SSC Arena. It's the last chance you'll have at home to see your elite league champion, Belfast Giants, take to that ice. And wherever you are this weekend, we hope you enjoy your hockey. And we'll catch you here next time on A View From The Bridge.
Sports Social Podcast Network.